0: Hey guys, you are listening to the Pod Must Not Be Named, I am your host Sami with my co-host Maddie. Hi Maddy.
1: Hello. Uh, This is a pod where we talk about things that we find interesting, things that we like, things that we don't like so much. Uh, So what's up with you Sami?
0: Recently on 7th May, it was Robindranath Tagore's birthday. So I just thought since he was such a legendary dramatist, a novelist and a poet, so I just thought of dedicating a few minutes uh, to this guy
1: okay so what do you want to talk about him
0: yeah so around two months before I read his novel called Gora right. and not taking a lot of time I'll just walk you through the summary of the story so it's about a guy who is brought up in the in an orphanage and he is unaware of his origin, obviously, because he's in he's in an orphanage. So, and, right. uh, you know, this is during 1860s and 50s. So, this guy is an extreme nationalist. And uh, to the extent that he had taken part in 1857 revolts, and uh, he despises colonizers. Okay. Yeah, so, and, you know, it's about his life. And... Yeah, he has a girlfriend who is just like him. She had also taken part in the 1857 revolts with him. And she too hates colonizers and Englishmen. And later right. on, uh, the, in the novel, we realize that uh, when uh, he and his girlfriend decide to get married, and he uh, wants to get married uh, performing all the rituals. So he, right. uh, you know, he tries to inquire about his roots. And that's when okay. he discovers that he act- he is actually a son of an Irish man. So that's that weird. I mean, didn't yeah. he have
1: a mirror for like the longest period of time?
0: I don't think uh, Rabindranath Tagore has mentioned it in his novel and also that, you know, the features you carry depend on both both your parents. Maybe his mom was an Indian. I don't know.
1: So, yeah, but of course, like, some part of, uh, like, come on, like, Irish people are the pastiest motherfuckers I've ever known. Come on, like, thoda to jeans aya hoga na, matlab. Yeah,
0: mentioned mean? nahi ha,
1: <laughs> Okay, fine, yeah. Yeah, so, and okay. moreover,
0: this novel is about emotional turmoil and devastation. Okay. Yeah, rather than, you know, matlab, obviously, pragmatism... Has its place they can, this was actually about the emotional uh, confusion that one goes through so i I don't think that he wanted to you know go through a lot of go into a lot of details about the guy. So in this story that you, uh, when he decides to get married and he discovers that he actually is uh, half Irish. That's when he goes into complete devastation. He's shattered that he is the person he hates. He belongs to the place he hates. And uh, the novel ends with the climax that uh, wherein the girl, she rejects the guy saying that you should flee to the country where you belong. You don't belong here. And in spite of the fact that she knows that he had been fighting for free India since his birth and, you know, she knew uh, where his moral stood, yet she she rejects him just on the basis of of his origin. And the sad part is, after this novel was published, there was a lot of protest on the climax of the story the extent okay. that people actually stoned his house and people actually protested on the climax saying that you shouldn't represent you know Indian race as, as, as intolerant or a race that does not accept uh, foreign, uh, foreigners as their partners. Uh, then after all okay. of this fuzz, has, uh, fuzz had happened rabindranath tagore republished his novel where the girl actually uh, accepts the guy saying that accepts she accepts him yeah accepts the proposal saying that uh, you know she does not care where he comes from and she she knows him and she knows what re, what he stands for in life and she accepts him and that's when i concluded that censorship has nothing to do with time. You know, I remember uh, three, four years ago when Urda Punjab was released and it was released after 60 cuts, I guess. And there was a lot of controversy on the word Punjab. And then I was, when the movie was released, I used to think that where are we going? And after I read *Gora*, I I concluded that we aren't going anywhere. Censorship has nothing to do with time. This story was written more than a century ago, and still we are there. We we cannot be you know uh, welcome any kind of art with with a lot of welcoming arms. There will always be controversy about any art form that represents the society like a mirror. Yeah,
1: I mean, uh, of course, like uh, censorship has always existed and it will continue to exist. Uh, That is, I guess, what we are, you know, alluding to.
0: Yeah. And this is not only in India. uh, Last year in December 2019, I read a play called A Doll's House, written by Henrik Ibsen, who is a Danish author. Danish playwrights. And uh, it's about a housewife who uh, discovers that she never lived for herself and she understands that, you know, the society and her husband never actually let her life be about her. It was always about sacrifices that she has to make and in the end, she ends up leaving her husband saying that I want to live for myself now. And I don't think that the society will ever accept a woman who wants to live for herself. Uh, This is the end wherein she leaves her husband. And this uh, play obviously gained a lot of popularity. And later on, it was to be performed all over Europe. And when this play was, uh, you know, traveled to the theaters of Germany, the German theater owners said that uh, you have to change the climax of the play since uh, this climax might make our women rebel. And this might, uh, you know, sabotage the German womenhood we have. When this play was translated into German, the ending was changed to the girl returning to her husband, realizing that uh, I cannot leave my responsibilities just like that.
1: That's crazy. Uh, I mean, this reminds me of, of course, uh, uh, a very, you know, a, a very controversial yet great director that is uh, Stanley Kubrick. Uh, you might have uh, like seen some of his movies. 2001 Space Odyssey is, uh, is no, an amazing I movie. That he did. I have actually. I mean, he has a lot of movies. Uh, he uh, had also uh, Doctor Strange Love and even in US, uh, he's of course an American uh, director and even in US when he used to tackle like very controversial topics there used to be you know a lot of pushback from uh, the studio that was actually funding him or uh, the government itself to a certain extent right and uh, like at times he used to sneak in these uh, like weird symbolism and uh, just just to nudge the audience to the right way right and uh, he he just used not the story as a commentary but all the other items that are associated with the story so that like ensured that he was the uh, script writer he was the director he was everything for that movie that movie had like needed to have every single object in the exact place it also needed to have the uh, given music as its score and like everything contributed to the, uh, you know, the messaging that is involved. For instance, if you see Dr. Love, it's a movie about uh, essentially the Cold War, right? And okay. uh, it's, it's just, uh, it, it just talks about like, how, uh, like, uh, US and Russia both were desperately trying to move away from Nazism. Or the Nazis are Germany, right? They had uh, control of the uh, like Berlin, and uh, uh, you know, they were just trying to not let that happen anymore. But uh, that movie essentially alludes to a point where uh, it just ends with the fact that no matter what you will do in the case of war, when there is no peace in sight, Nazism is just a symbol it's just the cruelty in human beings it's an amazing watch uh, i would definitely nice. recommend that uh, stanley kubrick uh, also actually took uh, a clockwork orange which is a movie about a you know psychopath and he himself took it down although he was such a huge uh, you know opposer of censorship and all uh, but uh, one day they released a statement uh, that uh, him along with warner brothers studios which was actually funding the movie, they actually decided to pull it by themselves. Although there are so many, you know, quotes where Stanley Kubrick has said that the people who commit violence, uh, violent crimes are not ordinary people who are transformed into vicious thugs by the wrong diet of films or TV. Which means that there's not a psychopath who is sitting in the house and watching a movie and saying, ah, cha. Uh, Now I get it. Now I know how to kill. That's that's now simply not how it works. But still, you know, uh, like he decided to take it down and he claimed uh, immensely complicated social, economical and psychological forces are in play. I mean, I don't know who threatened him with what. (laughs) But yeah, he decided to take that movie down. And uh, I also have to add uh, a small, you know, funnier uh, tidbit to uh, the Gora movie. Uh, Where, uh, like, do do you know who Dave Chappelle is? Dave
0: Chappelle. I think I've heard the name, but I can't recall it.
1: Okay, Dave Chappelle is one of the uh, greatest American stand-up comedians of all time, right? And uh, okay, yeah, he has
0: his specials on Netflix, I guess.
1: Yeah, and uh, he he used to have a show uh, in uh, Comedy Central that was called uh, Chappelle Show. And okay. uh, it used to you know uh, like it used to discuss like really complicated racial issues in a really funny skit type manner. So you can say that it they were Kian Peel before Kian Peel was around, and actually Dave Chappelle says that Kian Peel uh, took the whole premise of their uh, of his show and stole it, which I think is hilarious. Although, uh, but again, like uh, in one of his uh, skits, right, it's about uh, Dave, and he is, of course, a black person, but he's a blind guy who is, uh, you know, uh, uh, like he has always been brought up in an orphanage. Okay. Okay. And he doesn't, and that orphanage is in some southern state and really small town. So every other kid in that orphanage, like pretty much the rest of the town, were racists. And no one pointed out to him that he was black. And he lived the entire life as a black white supremacist. And oh he was my blind. god. That and this sounds is. The premise, insane. Right? And this is the premise of the show and uh, at one point, and, uh, no one is allowed to see him, he's, uh, like, uh, his identity is kept as a secret, he lives in a really remote town uh, and you know, uh, it's, it's just beautiful how they build up and it's, it's really funny, you have to watch it, right? Uh, and uh, when, when people who are around him, people who take care of him of course because he's blind and he cannot uh, like, take care of everything. He yeah. becomes a huge writer. He becomes a huge white supremacist writer and becomes a leader of like Ku Klux Klan or something like that. Oh my god! <laughs> and uh, when uh, people around him who are also white uh, are asked about it, uh, they say, uh, "Oh no, he's just you know too important for the cause, so we don't really care." And that that just derails into like him finding out the fact that. Uh he he's black and he has been a white supremacist all the ti- like for all this time and it's just it's nice. just funny. You have to watch it. Nice. So,
0: I, yeah, I mean, suggest and taken. No, I feel that whenever you are representing a you know a societal problem or problem relating to national uh, racism or anything, you have to either make it uh, you know, comi- comical or you have to make it symbolic. I I think so, because if you, you know, uh, watch a few Iranian movies, you will notice that actually the Iranian government has very strict rules about, you know, regarding films and art forms. It, It restricts its directors and filmmakers a lot when it comes to religion and culture of its country so right. therefore iranian movies are so beautiful because they release them as children's movies because you know obviously uh, any government won't you know uh, uh, sabotage the release of a children's movie so they represent all the cultural problems through a ch- a child's perspective and so that you know it gets uh, released in the genre of children's movies and it turns out to be very beautiful
1: and, uh, like, the movies are also filmed in this, like, semi-documentary style format where uh, the, like, people in the movie are, like, actually don't know that they are being filmed. Uh, it's sort of like, uh, have you seen uh, some of Sasha Baron Cohen's works? So, he draws a lot of his inspiration from these Iranian movies. Uh, I guess in one of these Iranian movies, uh, they actually shot a live scene in a football ground, while the football match was going on. And, uh, like, there's an entire climax sequence where the main actor, who is who might be, like, one of the five or six people who uh, know that this is actually a film, actually interacts with the fans who have come there to cheer their team. And, I mean, that's just crazy. And, like, Sasha Baron Cohen's most of uh, the works are also like this only. Like, uh, if you... Uh, See, the Ali G show, Uh, the entire premise around the show was he created a fake persona, like uh, a really dumb weed loving rapper kind of a guy, something like that. Uh, Really, you know, uh, an out there persona, like you cannot imagine a real person to be like that ever, but he interviews uh, like people, important people. Uh, celebrities and people in important positions and they are not told that he's playing a character.
0: Nice. nice.
1: So they just think this is person and they adjust their own uh, way of speaking and interacting according to that and that just shows uh, like the true colors of a person when that person is actually trying to interact with like a really obnoxious person. Everyone else knows that this person is not clearly real, but like the interviews do no, have no idea. Like uh, yeah. a, some p- parts of Borat are also similar. So like if, if Iranian movies are too out of reach for you, watch the like Sasha Baron Cohen's a bit dumbed down versions, I would say. But they are still great and they are yeah. still funny as hell.
0: You know, when it comes to, you know, censorship and resistance from the audience or from readers or watchers, sometimes sometimes I think that, uh, for example, this series, uh, Game of Thrones, which was a big hit in spite of the really, really bad climax that it had. It was a big hit. And one of the reasons I think that it did not had to uh, have to meet a lot of resistance from the watchers that, in spite of having incest, rape, fornication, and uh, a lot of violence, Shedding,
1: a lot of killing. Yeah,
0: yeah, one of the reasons that it was such a big hit that it actually comes from a fantasy world. You know, for example. Uh, if I assume that, you know, removing a lot of things like, uh, a lot of factors like dragons and uh, white walkers, he could have easily sold it as a historical fiction. Yeah, but then, yeah, but, but then, for example, if he actually at any point of time hinted ki, for example, this uh, dawn actually resembles culture of India or... King's Landing represents culture of ancient Egypt. This would have been a disaster. I mean, almost every subcontinent or continent would have had a lot of resistance towards the series because uh, it's it's more because of the geographical uh, location and the shame that these series would have brought to it. So one of the factors uh, that I think uh, Game of Thrones was successful is it was uh, entirely a fantasy world and at no point did the director or the writer, you know, intend to, uh, intend to you know, make any resemblance of any of the uh, cultures to actually a, uh, relating it to a
1: geographical location. But uh, do you know uh, a fact that uh, most of, not I wouldn't say most, but uh, like, Certain snippets of fantasy fictions throughout the entire genre has always been based on real events. Yes, obviously. So, like I mean, see. Tolkien's work actually uh, took massive inspiration from history. Even uh, yeah, I, work, I won't
0: deny that. For example, you know, incest was is heavily uh, recognized in Egypt-ish, ancient Egyptian civilization, wherein you know Cleopatra she marries her both her brothers and she too is a product of incest and to some extent we can uh, see incest in the British royal family too
1: And I mean yeah because they had to you know protect the uh, royal bloodline as uh, we say that's what you know the uh,
0: Lannisters did and who was that mad king he too wanted to maintain a pure bloodline right yeah. So, in a way, all of these cultures have been, you know, inspired by the real civilizations or real cultures that have existed throughout history. But then you cannot display, depict, or find that you are actually, you know, bringing this particular factor in your fantasy fiction from this culture. It would have been a disaster.
1: Yeah. I mean, it would have been too controversial and. I mean, uh, it wouldn't have sold uh, off the shelves like it did, to be Yes, honest. of
0: course. I mean, yeah, that, that's what I was thinking when I thought of, about, you know, censorship and everything that uh, Urta Punjab me Punjab was the factor of all the fuss that was about the movie. And one of the biggest factors of success of Game of Thrones is that it actually does not come from any particular geographical location. It comes from a world that does not exist.
1: But uh, do you think in this modern day and age that uh, like if something is suppressed, uh, do you think it can kind of have a positive impact too? Like for instance, uh, like PK had... A certain amount of backlash when it released, and some yeah. people thought that uh, some of its jokes were distasteful or something like that. I mean, I'm like, who am I to pick a side? But I'm just saying that that movie is still like the highest-grossing Bollywood movie of all time, or something like that, right? Or at least it was when uh, it was released. I'm not too sure about right now. Uh, yeah. Maybe you know, Avengers uh- End Game might have overtaken it. Yeah, you know, I madhav, have no idea. what I can draw uh,
0: from all of this, uh, not a direct conclusion, but some outline of it that whenever you face a lot of resistance, you either, you know, lose your way, you are either lost or you become revolutionary.
1: So, madhav, uh, but do you really think ki it actually helped PK? Like, uh, do you really think it would have made, uh, like, enough money if it wasn't censored? Like, that is my question. If people hadn't gotten talking, it was also, uh, it could also be considered, as some people say, is that uh, no popularity is bad popularity, right? Yeah. Yeah. So do you think that, that that whole debate of whether we should censor this or not actually aided the movie itself?
0: i don't think so i don't think
1: so okay you think it would have made enough on its own yeah
0: okay. yeah because what my, i what i can you know draw all out of this is that people will watch a movie if they think uh, you know obviously it's whenever uh, whenever a trailer or a poster comes out you draw a you draw an outline, what is this going to be about?
1: And then you decide whether you
0: want to watch a movie
1: or not. Right, but like most people don't like are not in touch with the posters or uh, the uh, like trailers or something like that. Like you are talking from the perspective of a cinephile or at least like someone who is in the know of uh, what new movies are getting released. A lot of people aren't, aren't just bothered. Uh, yeah they are like okay fine Amir Khan hai, I guess yeah uh, Rajkumar Hirani ka film hai yeah he, his Munna bhai was great but like most people like wouldn't have gone through that extra step of finding out what this movie is about for instance I remember when I was in my uh, 10th standard and I saw Gangs of Vasepur posters hanging everywhere I didn't feel like watching that movie at that point and uh, like, so it also depends
0: on what the controversy is about see matlab, right. whenever you sit on the sofa watching the news or you know learning about a new controversy it depends on yeah. what side are you matlab, what are you exactly you know what what is the controversy about see P K, if there is if there is a person who is a really religious person and right. if you know he discovers that there is a controversy that pk is anti religion or i don't know that was the controversy you know about yeah. pk so if yeah. a person is genuinely religious why would he decide hey, i want to watch a, I, I want to watch this movie
1: again but i'm not talking about that person like i uh, for instance there are a lot of people who are not like polarized by religion that much the same way that i was not polarized by vasepur right but i didn't know that it like it could become one of my favorite movies of all time right so mm. I, I was not i was not interested in that concept that's why i didn't go but like a lot of people had have no chips in religion like i have seen a lot of people who are okay yeah, they have strong religious beliefs i get it but they are also fine with, you know, watching the movie as long as it's funny. And uh, there are some people who uh, just don't like watching movies in general. And uh, they they didn't really care about uh, whether it had any religious content or not. And like, I'm talking about these new demographic and, you know, all the debates around I still remember there was this huge debate uh, hosted by Arnab Goswami where he, pretty much bashed every single uh, guest that was uh, defending the you know, protests against PK and it, it took a center stage in Indian politics. See, but then like if you are talking about
0: the people who are not really enthusiastic about a movie, they would actually wait for the movie to come on TV. I don't think a controversy will motivate a person who is not actually enthusiastic about movies. And will actually spend money to watch it. I don't think controversy can, you know, play such a big role.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. Point taken. I think, uh, yeah, it it did get uh, like uh, word out, and uh, I think even if uh, you know there was no controversy, it would have still made uh, money but i still think that uh, popularity was like a small you know added step and when someone who is choosy about their films and what they watch uh, if they are just chiming into the debate and they are listening in and people are just saying that it's an awesome movie right which it is yeah. then they will be like okay fine Like I didn't feel like going to PK but there's a lot of people that are saying that the movie is great so maybe I should watch it No, but, right but so I think w- yeah. one of the
0: other factors that I think behind
1: the success of PK
0: was that 3 Idiots was a big success
1: Munna Bhai was a big success. Like yeah, you know, that, what, matlab, I'm talking Kumar, about Aamir
0: Khan and Rajkumar Hirani pair. That Three Idiots was a big yeah. success, and people were actually expecting a lot out of, of PK. I don't uh, know if what would have happened if PK was released before Three Idiots, because Three right. Idiots compared to PK had invited a lot less controversy. It was almost not at all controversial, and people genuinely enjoyed it. And that is one of the reasons that, uh, you know, people were waiting for PK to be released. And also a reason that controversy controversy on it did not play such a big role as the rajkumar hirani Khan pair and the release of 3 Idiots did.
1: Yeah, I mean, that, uh, I guess before uh, 3 Idiots, i mean sorry before uh, pk i guess 3 idiots was the highest grossing movie or something like that yeah <laughs> so this guy just swoops in <laughs> has yes. like made like really countable amount of movies and every time he makes one he just shattered the box office but it's records, been and...
0: quite a while since he made a good movie because thugs of hindustan was really disappointing
1: yeah, but uh, like I guess San- Sanju was a Rajkumar Hirani film, right? Yeah,
0: no, I was talking about Amir Khan.
1: Oh, okay. Uh,
0: Rajkumar Hirani, in comparison, uh, you know, taking his experience into account, he is a really nice director because he is compa- relatively a new director. He has directed just like five, six films, and all of the five films have been like big hits.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean like American has uh, slip ups. Uh, Doom Three was not particularly great. I mean yeah. prestige car ka rip off Karnataka to Dangsa. But
0: then it uh, it was uh you know, it performed well in the box office. I Malow mean, obviously it did not get good reviews from, you know, well known movie reviewers or from the audience also. But then it burned
1: a lot. has never been yeah, but American has never been about that, right? Like he has always been a, that guy who chases, yeah, who, those, who
0: breaks these stereotypes, or who, uh,
1: yeah, he's yeah. against the status quo. He made it a point to never, uh, you know, attend Filmfare awards, for instance, uh, like these, these are some of the examples where you can see that, yeah, he actively, he's not the kind of guy who would do vanity. Yeah, he, he is
0: genuinely an artist.
1: Yeah, but like Doom 3 was a blip, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) And of course, Thugs of Hindustan.
0: Thugs of Hindustan was a blunder. I mean, what did he think before releasing it? I mean, I remember uh, an interview wherein he said that once you watch Thugs of Hindustan, you will forget Jack Sparrow. And while watching Thugs of Hindustan, the only thing I could remember was Jack Sparrow.
1: And how great his role was, I mean. In in Pirates of Caribbean.
0: Yeah. I mean, Pirates of the... Johnny Depp actually acted really well. You cannot... You know, that acting is irre- irreplaceable.
1: You cannot... And I, I genuinely believe that, like, although... Like, there were, uh, you know, different performances that brought the franchise together. I'm talking about uh, Pirates of Caribbean, of course. But I think the heart was... Like, Johnny Depp and Captain Jack Sparrow. Like, there is no questions asked. Yeah. Like, that that is such a charismatic actor and a character. Yes. That, I mean, like, that is on an another level of... And all of that is based on a Disney World ride. It's not... It doesn't yeah. even have, like, a proper... Any source to it.
0: But then, That's I, you crazy. know, I do not like the fact that how Pirates of the Caribbean actually became a children's series as it, you know, went along. Yeah, I mean, when I watched the by first. Disney. I don't know. When I watched the first part, which is uh, Curse of the Black Pearl, I assumed it to be a young adult series. But yeah, I mean, then I guess like parts of it, became it was Disney. meant to be. Yeah, no. Disney. So you can I mean, I guess
1: them. Disney lives in that uh, you know sweet spot where yeah. uh, if a young adult watches it, he might feel that this is a bit, this is getting a bit too young content for me. And uh, if like really young people watch it, they'll feel like oh, like this is really cool. And I think uh, in the recent years, uh, Marvel has gone through that route too. Uh, like you can see that there is lighter tones, and uh, that seems to work. Uh, you cannot fault Disney for it. Uh, like you know, uh, the whole Warner Brothers with their DC comics, they actually try to double down on the dark setting that Christopher Nolan went with this Batman trilogy, right? Yeah. Because let let me be perfectly clear. Like the Dark Knight trilogy is not a kids movie i mean yeah. it has it has actual repercussions that's where it like transforms from being a comic book based movie to an actual proper movie where like you understand that acha batman is he's just a guy who is running around in a cape wearing a mask so what impact does that have on society like of naturally a lot yeah. of people will be trying to imitate him because who, who won't, right? And these are the topics that are not really discussed. And uh, I think, you know, DC comics with Warner Brothers, they tried to double down on it, make their Batman versus Superman extra dark. And although like they were, you know, really good at some parts, they really, you know, fucked up other parts where they had to actually make a good story and they were just playing catch up and now what, what are they doing they are just making funny movies again they are just yeah. back to copying marvel being one step you know behind them apart from of course joker which is not a funny movie and yeah. actually good
0: you know, some of the dc movies are really nice they are better than any of the i don't i can't call them a superhero movie because you know, whenever you imagine a superhero movie what do you imagine you, you know, th- you think about something uh, Spider-Man. Know, very kiddish. Yeah, yeah, Spider-Man. And DC has a good bunch of movies that, you know, that are uh, remarkable. For example, V for Vendetta, Joker, the Batman
1: trilogy. Yeah, I mean, like, at, at their uh, core, I guess, uh, they are just serving different audience and, uh, like, being a marvel fan myself too i can see where like marvel is coming from and i can see where dc is coming from their uh, take on road to perdition was one of the best things that they, they have ever done and uh, you know it has tom hanks in it and it's it's a really serious movie and if i hadn't told you now that it is a comic book based like it's a dc comics movie you wouldn't have known it's a yeah. graphic novel that was acquired by DC Comics, right? So, and it has nothing to do with the uh, the you know superhero world or something like that. Uh, much like you know V for Vendetta. And uh, I liked where DC was going because it separated itself from Marvel. And now it's just playing catch up. And I don't really see them winning that war with the amount of resources that Marvel actually has now. Right? Yeah. They have acquired all the Fox properties too so now we don't have to first of all see all the terrible x men movies anymore like fuck off right yeah we don't have to see sophie turner and her <laughs> awful acting in in any of the new latest x men movies so yeah that's that has worked out fine for marvel and i think yeah they should dc should go down the dark route uh, they, they just need to make good stories and like and
0: they are yeah. not doing that right now. For me, right now, the most awaited superhero series is Daredevil Season 4. I don't know when it's coming. I don't, coming
1: think, and I even don't
0: if think it's, it's coming, coming out. Sorry, bro. Sorry, bro. Like Really, I season 4. And all the so, articles sorry. were like ki Netflix canceled. And I'm still hoping that if Netflix canceled, Disney Plus will add
1: no no no. I'm sorry to disappoint you. I don't think that's going to happen. It's very but then, unlikely. This <laughs> was
0: the only series. Jo achinikali.
1: Are but you have to understand na, the, the Daredevil universe came with one good uh, like character and one good storyline with two decent seasons. Right? The second mm-hmm. season, I guess, was a total bomb. Like, I didn't like it at all.
0: Not entirely?
1: Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. half of it.
0: Maybe yeah, the half of it.
1: The the part where they were actually, you know, setting up the... Oh, uh, stick,
0: Electra,
1: uh, and yeah, the all Electra, the fuss that
0: comes with it.
1: Yeah, Iron Fist or something. Those were uninteresting. But, yeah, I mean, Daredevil to its roots is like, the... I would say the closest thing that Marvel has to Batman. Yeah, I agree. Because he he also has that, you know, uh, thing that I will not kill uh, people. And it, no, it but really then Daredevil is uh, a more of a
0: mysterious character and more of a dynamic character because he is religious. I think Daredevil being religious plays a really important role in Making him very mysterious and very much in the gray area as compared to Batman. Batman is. Batman is rich.
1: Right. Oh, Daredevil oh. is a rag to riches story.
0: Yeah, and with you know his father, his papa, ya boxer, was. Both dads died in different circumstances. Mare. Right. Yeah, and this guy and, is physically and... handicapped.
1: Yeah, and the like. You can, if you can see, like the scenes in Daredevil. If even if you don't like the entire premise of a superhero or something like that, if you actually like action, you should actually check it out. Yeah. Uh, The choreography, the fight sequences, is amazing to another level. Especially the one-shot fights, yeah. And it almost has a one one shot fight scene in every season, I guess. And yeah. It's just amazing, and the, how they you know try to choreograph that, it's it's on another level that they can manage that, and in a shoestring budget. Let's be honest, right? Uh, like, I don't think that Fox had a lot of budget when they decide decided to make you know Daredevil. Daredevil. Yeah, and Punisher was good. Punisher uh, was decent, but I don't think some people say that that, you know
0: Marvel put in a lot of unnecessary money into Defenders and Jessica. Jessica Jones was okay, uh, you know, comparatively fine, but Iron Fist.
1: Iron Fist was a bomb. Luke Cage was a bomb. Yes, and yeah. So I think that's why you know uh, Disney wants to move past that universe so that they can reboot it. And do the whole universe again, so that they can make more money, essentially, right? Because right now they have two properties: that is the Daredevil and the Punisher, probably. Who, which is actually good, you know? Yeah, which is and,
0: going to give them returns.
1: Yeah, but like we can see clearly that uh, the the money making uh, are usually the ensemble content, right? Uh, So, they ideally should be looking towards Defender. Not now, but like N years down the line. So, I don't think it really makes sense for Disney. Although, I absolutely adore that series. I don't think it actually makes financial sense for Disney to, you know, pursue Daredevil Mm. anymore. But I I still think that they should, you know, retain the actor. He's so awesome, man. Like, both Foggy and uh, you know, uh, uh, Matt Matt character, Mad, Murdoch. Yeah, both. I I'm not too sure about the actual actor names. Excuse me, but uh, it's yeah, they Charlie Cox named. for Matt Murdoch, and I don't know. Foggy. Yeah, I mean, both both are amazing. I I don't like Karen so much in that character. Uh, as an actor, uh, I it's like her. the character, of course. Uh yeah. But yeah I don't think so but yeah I think I
0: Karen uh, amongst uh, the three of them has the best backstory
1: yeah of course by without a shadow of doubt yeah and uh, like th- that's where I like the show where uh, you can clearly see that there are three main characters and uh, you yes. can see that like all three of them are badasses in their own way. So what yes. that uh, Foggy is not blessed with superhuman senses as uh, like Matt has. Uh, or he cannot, you know, kick 20 people down uh, an alleyway or a jail or something like that. He can use his intellect to yeah. fight evil like he does. And Karen also does that in her own way. She's a She's a journalist so she's you know dedicated her life to uncovering truths and that just tells you that you don't have to be a mask wearing uh, person who beats up 20 people to make a change in the world. A lot of times Matt has to resort to Foggy or Karen ask yeah. out their help because he He cannot beat up all the bad guys in the world and let's face it, like there are a lot of bad guys in the world and that's where, you know, I really like the show and uh, yeah, it's sad that uh, we'll mostly be seeing it go away.
0: I like the show because the, you know, the super, the main, the lead character of the movie, of the series, sorry is a superhero and on the other side he is a religious person which which is really you know mysterious which makes him mysterious and adds another dynamic to the character which I cannot uncode
1: right. as
0: an audience and that, that's amazing.
1: But I don't see that as a like a huge thing. I mean Batman has his own principle. Uh, of not killing a guy i mean it's extensively explored in uh, batman begins uh, and th- in a way that is his religion right and if if uh, matt gets his uh, no killing thing from catholicism i don't see where that is very different although it's it's interesting but it's not out of a blue I, I would say like it's not an unexplored concept. No, you I.
0: Uh, man, I like the conversations of his and the father of the church, wherein you know sometimes when he goes to the fa- uh, father and he asks, uh, Ki, "Do you believe in Satan? Do you believe that he exists?" And father narrates a story uh, about you know he uh, him meeting a man and uh, he you know tells a story about about that man. And then he ends with, "Ki I don't know if Satan exists or not, but devil does." And that was I. I like those conversations.
1: Right. So uh, have we uh, have we lurked in this comic book universe too much?
0: Yeah, I guess so. And I think yeah, but like be... if
1: you if you really want to, you know, uh, check out some of the cool stuff that uh, uh, like these lighter comic book. Uh, characters have done i would suggest you watch uh, the uh, you know into the spider verse uh, yeah i like have watched a- it and i have
0: watched it while i was high so it was another
1: experience well that's a discussion for another day yeah and
0: just for your information guys the last couple of seconds are being recorded after we release the second episode and we received a lot of positive reviews from all our listeners and uh, one of the problems that we faced was that no other review could directly reach us So we thought of providing the email ID publicly via the description of our uh, episode two. And also we'll be mentioning other social media links that we are on so that our listeners can directly reach to us. And we would love to have your review so that we can work on uh, different areas that our listeners think we should we should be improving uh, from our next episode.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the Gmail is the pod must not be named at gmail.com. No spaces, no bullshit. It's just a single string. And in Instagram, it's the pod must not be named, separated each word by an underscore. So you can reach us via that uh, model. So that uh, we both can actually track where uh, we are going with these episodes and it could really help us out to improve uh, from one episode to other. So thank you guys. Thank you for listening. That's it, I guess. Bye-bye. Yes. Bye.